Welcome. You're listening to Soli, a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of Soli. Today, Peyton and I are talking about dreams and what we've experienced with them in terms of the spirit world, lucid dreaming, and a few other things as well. So we just kind of share our perspective with that. We also offer a few little things that have helped us that may help you as well in your journey of dream work. So I hope you enjoy this episode and yeah, here we go. So where do you want to start with dreams? Because I feel like it's one of those things where it's so interesting and there's so many layers to it. Totally. So I think I would like to leave like dream interpretations up to the professionals (laughs) that really know that topic. But I would be curious as to... What is, if I'm correct, you also experience like very vivid and very prophetic dreams. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. What has been one of the most show-stopping that you've had that you can remember that you would like to share? I have to think about that for a minute. Or maybe Mm -hmm. even like, and we could even throw in visitation dreams. And for people that don't know, visitation dreams is what most of us refer to as when either a loved one or someone from the spiritual realm comes and visits to deliver some sort of messaging. And those dreams are, they usually definitely feel different than just your normal, your normal other dreams. Yeah, they definitely have a different feeling. Totally different vibe. Yeah. So in terms of, I guess you could call them like precognitive dreams, right? They're more futuristic where you get something that comes true. I've definitely had a lot in terms of my kids being born and having dreams that I was going to have a child really soon after and just being pregnant. I also had with my aunt, she ended up having a child who passed away. He was stillborn, but I had a dream that she would have another child and really all the details of what he looked like ended up coming true. And so she ended up, yeah, having a baby. I think it was a year and a half after she lost her, her son, like kind of thing. So that was really interesting, especially seeing because it kind of takes more time to unfold, but like he ended up looking very similar to like what I had in my dream, which was really cool. And I've never really like told her that just because they're a little bit more like religious in a way and this kind of stuff isn't really up their alley but that was really to me really neat I have just a lot of really kind of boring like (laughs) things that kind of come true where a few days later I'll be in a situation randomly that I didn't think I'd end up that was in my dream but it seems to be more like kind of just daily things that don't have huge importance, but it still kind of catches me where I'm like, whoa, I had a dream (laughs) that I was going to be at this park that I've like never been to before. And it's so similar looking. And then like, oh my gosh, there's a kid over there that I had like a dream of kind of thing, which I think is interesting. And to me, those dreams are just kind of reminders of how interconnected our dreams are in our subconscious and like just everything, which is so interesting. I also had a lot of reoccurring dreams. So when I was 16... I started having this dream where I was in this older neighborhood with this really, really old school, first world war type situation. I would go there and feel like really uneasy or just like the energy would change. I look at it now from a different perspective, but it was this energy of what actually spirit feels like (laughs) in a lot of ways. And I would see these children looking out the window at me. And I never, like, I just always kind of, it felt weird. Like it felt like there was something more to it. I'd have it often. And it came to the point where 
because at that point, it made me feel really uncomfortable. I was able to recognize the area I was in in my dream and then change direction so I wouldn't go into that area. Right. And I'd always kind of look for this school because I was like, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere. And I think you end up finding it. But it's interesting because a lot of those schools were used for housing people that were sick and stuff like that. I think it was like tuberculosis and certain things like that. And so it kind of made sense because there was like a lot of this energy in these buildings. And I think that could potentially be one of the stories that happened, but it was just a way of kind of connecting to kind of what we talked about in the other podcast, like that spirit energy that's kind of left behind as well. And the different right. stories that are kind of in there. Right. So yeah, that that's kind of like with that, I have a whole bunch of other random ones that we can get into more when we get to like different subjects, right? like lucid dreaming kind of thing, right? Things yeah. like that. So how about you? What, what are some dreams that you just have stuck with you that you're like, okay, that was a precognitive dream or it had a bigger meaning in your life? My first that has stuck with me my whole life, um, well, the majority of my life, I would have been, I don't remember how old I would have been, probably 10 when my first grandmother passed. And even now looking back, <laughs> what I had asked her before she passed was kind of a foreshadowing. It was, it's a weird question for a 10 year old, I think to ask, but when I went to visit her for the last time that I saw her alive, I had asked her if she would just please come visit me in my dreams so that I knew she was okay. And it was a really big moment. She, that really meant a lot to her. And anyway, so I did. She, I, she passed and then I don't remember how long later, but I have this very vivid dream that I still remember exactly what it felt like to this day. And she's been gone for like 25 years or whatever that math is. That was my first. So that would be more a visitation dream. But what was really interesting is I was, and she's maybe popped in here and there, but I was getting ready in 2019, at the end of 2019, to kind of enter what ended up becoming a very, what's the word? <laughs> I don't want to say exciting because it wasn't necessarily, it didn't feel positive at the time. The end result was positive, but a pretty traumatic period in my life. Mm -hmm. And she came to me again. And, wow. and again, I like, I could even smell her in my dream and I don't, Amazing. I couldn't even tell you what perfume she wore, but I could, I remembered it from smelling it in that dream and I couldn't even describe it now, but anyway, so, and you know, she was coming to just kind of give me a warning that, Hey, you know, brace yourself. So that that's probably been one of the most significant ones I've had, especially now where I'm at with in my kind of development path, yeah. looking back. I, I also, you had mentioned like reoccurring dreams. I always have a dream that there's a tornado every time a huge change is coming in my life. Oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. And kind of every time, depending on kind of the severity of the tornado, the amount of damage, it all kind of represents kind of the severity or chaos that the situation is going to cause once the change kind of occurs. So that one, those, those are, I now embrace those as they come. Cause usually, yeah. I mean, I, I very strongly believe change is usually good. Um, then it was interesting. I, when it comes to more of my prophetic dreams, it's like yours, like it's information that's not life-changing. It's not anything that feels that it's giving anyone kind of any sort of advantage or step forward. It's just these random bits of information that come through there. I remember there was a time I was working for this company and there was a, a coworker there that it, it was time for her to move on. And I had a dream the night before she quit of how she was going to quit. And there was this very dramatic, I'm done and walking the whole thing. And the next day, I mean, exactly played out the exact way it happened in my dream. And it was like two weeks, I think I was having these dreams of stuff that ended up happening. And I had another coworker, I was like, okay, I had this dream last night. And, you know, so she was there to kind of like validate for me that I, you know, wasn't just making this up. Right. Then it all kind of, you know, it all kind of subsided and we can get into that kind of that topic of why I think that happened later in another podcast. But then when I really started developing again, I, I had another prophetic dream, which was also a, it was a visitation plus a prophetic dream. And I'm going to try and share the story without 
giving any identities away, but I had a friend going through a really hard time. And this friend and I knew each other because we had a common friend who had taken their life many years ago because they were going through a really hard time. And so I had this dream and the person who had taken their life was there. And so was my friend and my friend was, you know, happy and, you know, everything was fine. And they said, you know, I'm just here to see the dentist and, you know, da, da, da. And I noticed the other friend, the one who had taken their life. I said, you know, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. And it just, the dream felt very, very vivid, very lucid, very, you know, there was just a lot. So the, the one went off to the dentist appointment, the dream kind of continued, but it was just strange because the one person just remained sitting there staring at me. Anyway, woke up, kind of forgot about it. The next day I'm at work, the friend who had been going through something hard ended up showing up at my job that day. And, you know, they were kind of in a, they were kind of in a manic space. So Mm -hmm. I was, I was trying to kind of get them back outside just to not make a scene. And sorry, I dropped my pen and (laughs) you can't see this on a podcast, but I talk with my hand. (laughs) So my my pen just went flying. flying. Yeah. So I, I got this person outside and I said, said, you know, let me know if you need anything, just, you know, what do you got going on today? And they said, Oh, not much. I just, I just, I'm getting ready to go to a dentist appointment. And and it didn't even hit me at that. It didn't even click that it was like later I was halfway, I do hair. And so it was halfway, I was halfway through a highlight and I was like, Oh my God. Well, I, I, I had come to find out that the person that came to visit me the night I had the dream was having a really, it was really going through, you know, a really hard moment, which was very similar to the hard moment that our friend had went through. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, theirs went further. So it was a visitation from the one coming to say like, Hey, like something's not right here. You know, it was, it was, yeah, that was, that was a pretty chilly one. And that was right at the beginning as I was starting to really dive into my mediumship and, yeah. and all of that. So it was, it was pretty, pretty remarkable. That is. And especially since it had such like urgency to it too, right? Right. Yeah. That's crazy. But I would, I would say, and I would probably, I'm going to speak for a lot of people that do what we do, but you know, I can't speak for everyone. I would say that those type of warning type dreams are probably not that common. And even though it was kind of a warning and I did check on that person, I realized kind of what the message was, you know, again, there's only so much we're able to do. You know, I do think a lot of times we are just getting the, you know, the random, the random things that you see, you know, in a day or two, but. Right. And I think the interesting part about that too, is that spirit is so intelligent that they knew you would be able to, you know, take that information in and exactly. they could work through you in that way to help that other person. And even though at first right. you didn't fully understand it, you were able to have that self-awareness to bring it into place and understand to do with it. Right. So that's, that's very cool. That's something I think is kind of been an overarching theme that I've kind of had to really lean into, especially lately. Uh-huh is, you know, as someone that might get information that's coming about the future or might get things that, you know, you could, you could become fearful of or have a worry about, I've had to really lean into the, just the, the believing in the intelligence of spirit. And, you know, if, if they're showing us something, if they're bringing something to us, don't jump into a space of fear, you know, whether it's a dream (laughs) or you get receive something through meditation or whatever. If you do go into space of fear, just kind of sit with that for a minute and kind of figure out where that fear is coming from. Because I do feel a lot of that is probably our own ego and our own mind and our own worry really stepping in than so much what it actually was that spirit was trying to, to show you. Right. I totally agree with that. And I think that again goes to the subject of kind of how we've been raised or the things that we've seen throughout our lives that kind of give us these preconceived notions about like the spiritual world or, you know, I guess you could say the paranormal or whatever, right? Like 
we see certain things and that kind of goes into our head and stays there. And then we have that natural human instinct to kind of like protect ourselves first. And that's where, yeah, we have to take the moment to just like breathe and assess the situation and kind of ask ourselves questions around it. I think that all the dreams that I've had, you know, they've all had a positive spin to them in some way or another, or they've been there to help me or someone else in some way or another. And and I definitely... Like when you're talking about some of your dreams there, I just remembered even there are moments where I'm not fully asleep. I kind of go into this drifting phase of like being in and out of sleep. And it's very much so what I feel would be that middle ground of what spirit energy is or what it would be like to connect to that realm. So I'll get a lot of information and like what I would call downloads. I know that's like a spiritual term. So that means like you know, information, some stuff that I don't really fully understand because it's more of like a feeling and other things that are helpful to my life. And even it was in a month, was it? It was about six months ago now, but I recently moved not too far, but just like across the city kind of thing. But we were at this place that I really liked. And I just, a few months before that signed, what I saw was a one-year contract because it had been a one-year contract for like the four years we had been there and no one said anything different. And I was, you know, when you like read a contract and you read it so hard, you like miss the most important detail apparently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I kept basically getting like hearing, you're not going to be here for very long. You're going to move. And I was like, but I have a whole year. I'm good. And I'm safe where I am. And I like where I'm at. Right. And then one day, and I was at nighttime, like I just keep getting these like messages. I would wake up and I'd be like, you're not going to be here soon. And I was like, that's weird. Like, that's a weird thought to have. And it was such an outside thought. It wasn't even really like me. It felt like something was talking to me. Right. So I believe it's my guides talking to me. And then one day I got this email and it was like, the landlord has decided not to renew your contract. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I thought I just signed this two months ago. And it was actually a four month lease and I had totally missed that. And in some ways it was good that I didn't know that because I would have been panicking for those extra additional four months about finding a place. It's kind of hard right now, just with like our area and stuff like that. Yeah. But it ended up being like changed for the best, but it was definitely something that now I look back, I'm like, wow, I really should have (laughs) inquired about that a little bit more or like listened to myself. And so now I'm trying to be extra aware of those messages that I get in between that, you know, sleep to awake kind of phase, if that makes sense. Because I think we get a lot of information or messages and stuff like that, or ideas or like, and that's why it's so good. I I try, but I always like, almost always forget, but to keep like a pen and paper, because there's so many things I get. And then I'm like, I'm going to remember that that's phenomenal. Like that's a crazy message. I needed to hear that. And I wake up an hour later. I'm like, I don't remember. I just know that something amazing was said. <laughs> so it's a good idea. I think if, you know, or even just like to voice record or something that you can reach for or whatever, but. Yeah. I yeah. tried to start with, I did the pen and paper for a while because like I got in, I got kind of obsessed with this moment of paying attention, whatever time I woke up. And yeah, looking up those angel <laughs> numbers, you know, so I, I was pretty addicted to that for a minute. And then I, then I was starting to either I'll do like a voice memo or voice dictation uh, when I do have some pretty significant dreams, because you will forget them. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, <laughs> except unless they're like straight up visitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, no, those ones are usually like are very, very vividly detailed and you wake up and you can remember every little detail yeah you're not yeah. forgetting it was interesting so that that dream state you were talking about where you're kind of half asleep half awake in our earlier podcast we talked about how like you and I got introduced and you were the first person I read for that I I didn't previously know in life you were the first you know yeah completely brand new person I was reading for and I got a t- I woke up in the middle of the night and that's where I got and it was crazy because I got a lot of it clear audiently which is me it's your hearing and I am not very good at my clear audience so mm. I so believe I mean clearly it works it will, work, it will <laughs> develop but I keep putting that block out there but that's how I got your grandmother's name and it was just I was and, and I can't get a name to save my life in a reading to this day <laughs> I keep trying. I'm like, do you mind? I'm going to try. I'm going to try if I can see if I can grab a name. Can't get it. 
because but that one just came through so clear that's so cool and I think it was just because I was in just this like you know this middle space between yeah sleep and I wasn't you know my my human mind wasn't getting in the way yeah so it is interesting the little bit of magic that happens in that in that in between yeah for sure and I think that in between too like it's interesting because like for my husband he's had a lot of kind of the opposite experience where he's had like more night terrors or things like that and I think that can also be you know an in-between state as well it's just kind of where your mind takes you and I think there's a lot of different factors to it too right so like maybe if you've been working really hard are you really tired or even I think substances sometimes can have like an effect if you've had alcohol or whatever right where you're kind of more in that phase and I actually think it was Danielle's podcast that was where she had have you heard that episode with he's something his last name is Lennox and he's like an astrologer and like dream worker yes, and he's like very energetic yeah and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a reading with him he was really great oh, <laughs> wow yes I know exactly what you're talking about yeah but they were talking about how a lot of those night terrors could potentially just be an unfamiliar feeling and then depending on your awareness yeah. of it where you can kind of take it from there because they had an example of somebody who was having night terrors but then eventually was able to control it and make it more of a positive experience it was just that their mind went straight to that like you know that fear aspect or that survival aspect and so we're constantly bombarded by a lot of really graphic images as well Right. you know, with horror movies or whatever it may be, or true crime podcasts. And so I think it's easy in a very vulnerable state for your mind to kind of drift into different places if you don't have that awareness to kind of bring back. And I think that's something that could take practice too a lot of times. So right. I think that's something to be aware with. And that's just with any kind of, you know, dream state. So I think that's kind of like a good way to kind of go into the more lucid kind of dreaming aspect of it too because that's a very similar kind of place in a way except you're more into your sleep cycle if that makes sense and I've had over the last I think five years a lot of really interesting dreams in that sense where I've started to be able to recognize that I'm dreaming or either fully recognize that I'm dreaming and then it's usually that phase when I'm like oh whoa I'm dreaming and actually becomes so overwhelming all the options of what I could do in this state that I wake up (laughs) I can't really stay in it for very long but I do have a lot of dreams where I like know like this isn't real but I continue dreaming but it's not like that full-on integrated realization where I can somebody be like my hands or whatever the situation is so that's been really kind of like a, a cool thing to play with as well and yeah it's like harder state to kind of get into but I had this one dream where I was in my old home in the Yukon where I used to live and I walked in and it was empty but it seemed like the cleaning lady was there because we had somebody who was cleaning for the people that we were like renting our house out to because we ended up moving in between that time back to where I'm at now and so it kind of felt really like in the moment like modern like what would be happening now kind of situation so I walked in and I could hear the laundry going and I'm looking, I'm like, I'm not really supposed to be here. <laughs> like this isn't my house anymore. And then I was walking around and I saw a mirror. I actually started to realize, oh wait, like this isn't really, this is a dream. Like I'm not actually here. And I saw a mirror. And then I had this memory of listening to like someone say that for lucid dreaming, some things you can do to help you kind of get more into it is look at your hands. And so I looked at my hands and I was like, whoa, this looks different. And then I started realizing fully that like I could do whatever I wanted to. And so I'm like, where do I go? Like I walk out of the door, I look around, it's just super like vivid, exactly how it is. I'm like, where do I go? Because like I could go to the backyard and frolic, I could go up there, like where do I go? And I was like, oh, I'm actually really cold. And I looked down at my feet and it started snowing. And then I looked at my feet and I was able to create like boots, like these snow boots just like oh, appeared wow. on my feet. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I could control the weather. And then of course it was just like too overwhelming. And then I boom, woke up. Yep. Yep. So that was really interesting. And then another one that I had that just really stands out was I was supposed to have a reading and I ended up having a really bad migraine. And so I had to cancel for the next day and I fell asleep. And then I had this dream that I was in my grandparents' kitchen. 
slash like a whole bunch of other places all in one you know how dreams work <laughs> kind of like a right. hallway exactly. and right. all these big pieces of wooden furniture and suddenly I went and I grabbed a glass from the counter and I turned to my right and then I basically dropped the glass and then it smashed and it uh, suddenly like everything kind of just it was like slow motion I could see the glass pieces and the fragments bursting and then I was like whoa this is a dream and then it snapped back in the glass like came back together in the cup and went back into my hand. I turned around and there's this mirror. It looks like kind of one of those like gothic type mirrors, like older style. I looked and I was looking at my reflection and I was an older man and I had these really vivid blue eyes. And I was like, at first I was like, was this my husband's dad? Cause he kind of looked like him a little bit. I'm like, no, that's not him. Right. He looks different. And then I was looking and trying to figure it out. And then suddenly I woke up and basically this person ended up being the, the person I was reading for their dad like the description of him and wow. his eyes, all these things. And so it was like a combination between like a spirit dream plus like actually being able to, you know, lucidly control my dream. So that was yeah. really crazy. So that oh, was one wow. of the ones I always remember because it was just so vivid and it felt like being in a scene of a movie. Like it was yeah. so matrixy almost, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've always... I mean, since I was young, I've always been able to have control in my dreams. You know, if something got too scary, I could leave, you know, and then as I got older, kind of in that same sense to really having control, the thing I always go to is like, if I could have a superpower, it would be to fly. And so, <laughs> so it's always like trying to get myself to be able to fly in dreams and it never like works out very well. And yeah. I'm sure there's probably you know, that probably ties into some dream interpretation too, but that's, you know, but it is, it is really cool and powerful when you just, when you are aware that you're dreaming. I, yeah. think, I, I think I spoke about this before, but I had, I had another medium tell me a long time ago that I somehow psychically in my sleep help people pass over. And I'm not sure where, where I land with that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I do a lot of times I will just be having a regular dream. And then all of a sudden this person shows up I have people in my dreams all the time that I have no idea who they are. And it's always a moment that it's like, I just look and it's like, it's, I'm not dreaming anymore. I'm standing there and I'm looking at this person, but the conversation still always involves the dream or, you know, it's never, there's never like a message or anything. So I, I am curious, like what, you know, what that is or who these people are, because I mean, you would think that you would mainly dream about people, and I do dream about people that are in my world, but yeah, there, there's a lot of times it's it's just these absolute strangers. So yeah, know, I do wonder if that's true. That's such a good observation because I also have that too. And I think that in a more like, kind of looking at it from more of like, oh, like woo-woo kind of way, I guess. I love the woo-woo. Yeah, I I feel like we do interact. And I think that our dreams are us at times, like, I think that there's multiple purposes for dreaming and a lot of it can be psychological for us to process things that I can really tell between a processing dream of our, I'm like, oh, I know where I got this and this and this yes. and this from yes. versus something that just has a little bit more of a different feeling when I wake up and really doesn't have a lot of, you know, subconscious covered kind of references. So yeah, there are times where I have dreams as well, where there's just random people and I think that we're kind of going into a different realm. That's where I'm kind of at with this. Yeah. With this, you know, like I think I that we're that. we're kind of going into different. I don't know, like a state different of state of consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's funny because as I developed and I was allowing myself to be able to dream at the best capacity that I could, you know, make sure I'm, I'm going to bed at a consistent time, staying away from any kind of sub substances for me, whether that's alcohol or whatever, also helps me dream or at least remember my dreams. So, you know, I, I, as I've been developing on this process, I've tried to make it so that I could have like the best dreams ever. And it's, it's funny because the more that I focus on like wanting these solid dreams, the less I have them. It's when I'm, I just don't even think about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it comes in. So it's also, it's, it just feels like such a delicate, it's not really something I think we can really master or control, but it is just super interesting. I would love to have someone on here with us that does do dream interpretations. And kind yeah, of, I think that would uh, be really cool. You know, even like that guy you were speaking of, you know, to even kind of take us down the scientific you know, explanations of 
where a lot of this information and stuff comes from, because it would be fun to kind of, you know, pick some of those things apart. But yeah, for sure. And there, there are people who just study this like, right, scientifically, too, because there's not a lot of science on dreams. And it's kind of like, this thing that's almost invisible, like you're trying to catch something that can't be caught. Like, it's so interesting. But yeah, especially in terms of like precognitive dreams, I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. And a lot there of people a, have that, you know, there is an intuitive I started following and I'll, I'll get her Instagram tag and we'll put it in the show notes, but she, she, and she's new to Instagram, at least this account for her is new. And that's all she talks about is like, she kind of walks mm-hmm. people through dreams and stuff. She, the, her first one she talked about that I thought was so interesting was when you dream about being in your home, you know, it, that represents like being safe, your foundation, but start to pay attention to what room you're in. Mm. And, you know, cause each room has a different meaning, you know, your bedroom yeah. is where maybe like your secrets, not secret, or, you know, it's where you're private. And where the basement might be things that you've like more secrets and stuff you've tucked away and, you know, kind of like picking apart those parts of dreams too. So she actually kind of takes this route where she, I need to find what her handle is, but yeah, that's so yeah, neat. Where she takes kind of the scientific and the woo. We like it. We right. Like to blend I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. We should definitely put her, yeah, her handle on the show notes, because I think that's yeah. something that like is so fascinating and everyone's going to have different feelings about it and resonate differently with that. And it's always interesting to see different perspectives on dreams and dream work as well. Right. Yeah. Another thing that popped up into my head is have you ever had a dream where it's been like a really healing experience either like confronting somebody or a situation? Because that's something I've been having a lot of actually this summer where I feel like I've been able to heal a lot of relationships that I can't actually heal in real life. So that's been an interesting experience. Have you ever had anything like that? Yes. I actually just had, um, I just had a dream actually this last week of, I had a friendship that ended poorly and, you know, it's, it just, there kind of just is no resolve. And I mean, we've, we've just had to move on and clearly I have felt the need to you know, there's really nothing left to be said is what I'm trying to say. You know, we've, we've tried yeah. to, we've tried to fix it and, and I wish them well, but yeah, they, they appeared in my dream and it was weird because in the dream, everything was just normal, but I was sitting there feeling like this is so awkward because we shouldn't be having this conversation. When are you going to apologize? Was kind of what <laughs> my brain was, which is probably why I was having the dream is because I'm looking for an apology, which it didn't come <laughs> to the dream either, but <laughs> You know, it was like, oh, but it was also that feeling of, oh, this is the moment where we like resolve, you know? So, and, you know, I think maybe I do feel better. I think sometimes when we move on from things, we do move on from them, but a little piece of them just kind of sticks with us. And so sometimes our, our psyche needs to, needs to also heal a little bit. Maybe that's not something we notice maybe right, you know, in our, our day-to-day consciousness, but yeah, uh, you know, that's kind of what it felt like, like some deeper healing was maybe being done over that situation. So. Yeah. And that's kind of something that, like I said, was a little bit more new for me. So I had quite a few dreams. Actually, I started taking this, it's like a tincture. it's called ghost pipe. And it's basically, it's like half kind of like a mushroom, but it's also like an orchid. It's very strange looking. I'm going to post a picture somewhere of it, but it's oftentimes used for like dream work and stuff. So it's not like, you know, a magical mushroom by any means. (laughs) (laughs) Mushrooms are all the rage right now. They are are. very popular. I do a lot of like different things like reishi and lion's mane and all this stuff, but with this one, I actually didn't realize that it can actually make you like crazy tired. The first few days of taking, I was like, why am I so heavy? (laughs) And I'm very sensitive to things too, like just any kind of medication or any like supplements, always have to be careful. But yeah, I definitely took too much of this, but I ended up falling asleep and having like this intense, like really deep sleep kind of nap. And in that dream, I jumped up one of my friends slash family members who it's difficult because I still see them in real life many times a year, but they were like, 
my everything growing up kind of thing. And I yeah. like, I don't even fully understand what happened. And it's kind of been a lot to process. And I think it was for the best that we're no longer close, but it's still something that's always kind of in my subconscious, especially because I can't just be like, you know, a regular friend where you can totally disconnect from. Right. And I still have those connections, but in my dream, I just like had a dream where I confronted her and talked to her about it. And I was just like crying and holding her and being like, you were my sun and my moon. And like all these things, was kind of, I laughed at that phrase because of how corny is that, but it kind of right, like, right. You know, <laughs> but that's the best descriptor I could, I could give in my dream. But it was interesting because it felt very like a spirit visitation dream, which was interesting because I felt like I was connecting more on a soul level And after when I woke up, I just felt better because it was like I had some sense of closure and expression towards it. And I think that that's something, you know, that dreams can potentially have the ability to do or even I've had in the past too, where I'm somebody who can be a little bit more quiet or reserved, especially like if I go back 10 years ago, I've done a lot of work to actually speak up for myself or like express or give boundaries, but there is still some situations you know, where I wasn't able to have, you know, that conversation or say what I need to. And I've had dreams over the years where I do confront people, but I always laugh because it's always a musical. I'm always singing very aggressively <laughs> and telling them how I feel. And it's like <laughs> so expressive. And like, it's funny because it's very like throat chakra when I think about it, which is something I've yes. always really struggled with. But I think that's like a good example of how we can kind of release in our dreams in ways that we can't. Like I can't go into a grocery store and start singing that song. <laughs> Why not? See what happens. Make sure, re- make sure to record it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Cause I think, you know, I hope that, you know, with like the friend I spoke of, I hope, you know, of course, spirit is guiding them on a path to help them be the best they can be. But I know that there's things about that tied into other relationships I've had that are kind of, things I'm trying to work on in order mm-hmm. to build better and move forward in, with new relationships and stuff. So yeah, sometimes it's, I do think if spirit can kind of pop in and heal those things and put those pieces back together to help us move forward and through a dream is the best way to do that, you know, cause there is something magical about learning something visually, you know, mm-hmm. and there's just, I just feel like that, that sometimes can go a little deeper. So I think, you know, as we said earlier, spirit's very intelligent. So, you know, I think sometimes that's what we need is to have kind of a visual visceral experience to, you know, to help, help us move forward. Yeah. I definitely feel that as well with your experience with dream work. What are some things that you would recommend for people who want to explore kind of, you know, maybe more lucid dreaming or that you know, cognitive kind of dreaming, or even people who are like hoping to connect to a loved one in spirit. I know we kind of talked about this on one of the other episodes that we just recorded, but what is, what is your take on that? I would say first and foremost, your intention, you know, putting that mm-hmm. intention out to the world of spirit or whatever, however it is you call it, or you resonate with it, you know, putting that intention out that that's what you want to do, I think is a great first step. For me, my truth is I have a better time doing things, like I said, when I'm clean and healthy and, mm-hmm. you know, there's no other things blocking my mind or making me too tired that I don't remember or vice versa. So if you're, if you're not having good luck, try that step and see if that helps. And then sticking to, I do think kind of sticking to a healthy sleep cycle. I wore this, yeah. it was, it was called a whoop. It's a, so I, I am a big gym person and it's this little fitness tracker. It doesn't have a screen or anything, but you never take it off and it tracks your sleep quality, how much exertion you put out during the day, and then how much recovery. And then after like a two week period, it gives you these graphs that kind of explain like, you know, you're going to get the best results fitness wise. If you know, you, you don't work out twice a day or you don't work out five times a week or whatever, but it also tracks your sleep. So it was really interesting for me to see after I I did it for two months and to track my sleep. And, you know, when I went to bed at, at, you know, the same time every night and kind of woke up at the same time every day and kept this like nice 
base. And that not everyone can do that. I know like some people's lives don't <laughs> allow some people. Have some, <laughs> I, I live alone. So I'm like able to like, you know, it's easy yeah. to fit that into my world. So, but it was just amazing, like to notice how, when I did that, the amount of REM, you know, REM sleep I went into, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm, I'm not, this isn't my like science. So I don't know if you dream in REM, REM, or if it's in, you know, one of the other states, but I feel like I've heard REM is good. And I was getting really good REM sleep. <laughs> you know, that's when you, that's when you really recover. So anyway, yeah, I would, I would try those things. So you don't have to go by the fitness tracker, but you know, at least like make sure to get to bed at the same time every night. I'm also, Oprah would talk about this back, you know, when, back in the day when she had her show, I do not have a television in my room. I don't either. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, you know, I think kind of making your, your room and your bed, your, that sacred, I think is kind of important too, so that there are distractions. You don't fall asleep and, you know, with the TV on or, or whatever, but again, that's easier for some people than it is for others. So try those if, if you would like to start somewhere, but intention. That is the first most important piece is you put that thought out there. This is what I want. This is what I want to work on. Spirit will hear it. And they will, they will put in front of you what steps you need to take in order to get where you need to be. Yeah, I love that. And that's actually a really good idea with the tracker. That's something that would be really interesting to see as well. The the progression of sleep and stuff. I think as a society, we like... (laughs) don't get enough good sleep or rest and even when we have the time to rest we're constantly filling our mind with like images or you know digital stuff I think one of the best things is to if you can and I know it's hard to you know like at least an hour if not two hours before you go to bed to try to wind down the technology just to get your mind kind of cleared and relax your body and for me I found like having a ritual experience at nighttime and just doing a few things that are really comforting and like give my body the signal that it's time to go to bed and time to relax and wind down has been really helpful. So I'll take like my mushroom tinnitures, like I said, (laughs) sometimes I'll do like an hour before half an hour before, like just like a nice relaxing tea. There's a lot of teas you can get out there that are like dream related to, where they have certain herbs in them and essence in them. That's good for sleep. And just like, you know, taking those moments to settle down. And like you said, intention, just being like, okay, I'm open to the intention and to the, you know, ability to connect and just lead the way. And it should be fun too, right? Like to come with it with like a perspective of enjoyment and fun. And if you have any fear around it, just to, I would say, take the moment to release that fear in however way feels comfortable for you. Like that could be a prayer. That could be an energy working thing, just clearing your aura energy asking for your room to be filled with the best energy possible and I think those are little things that we can kind of like do to create that intention and then with the spirit visitation dreams like we do talk about it in one of the episodes a little bit more detail about like how it can be hard to connect depending on what stages of grief you're in and stuff like that but again for that too just being open to it being like I'm open to it I think that's like kind of the only thing you can do in terms of that because it is one of those things where both the spirit energy and your energy has to meet at a certain point. And I think as humans, I think it's easier for them in a lot of ways, whereas us, we are on more of a dense plane. And so for us to like raise our energy or be in that malleable kind of state where it's a little bit more fluid is a little bit harder for us to get into. So one of the spirit visitation dreams that sticks out for me the most is my husband's dad. So he passed away. I think he had been gone for about a year and a half, two years at that point, well, about a year and a half. And that day, like I said, like I'm really empathetic and I get really drained from people sometimes, especially if I have not met them or there's like a lot of people in one space. So we went to this birthday party, which was actually kind of funny because it was for homeschooling. Cause we're trying to like meet new people but it ended up being a couple who was basically like an MLM couple. No hate to MLMs really, but like- We all know them. We all know that couple. There. We all know that couple. <laughs> yeah. And they were so nice and, you know, but it was in this little like community center and there was a lot of people, a lot of kids and like a lot of talking and a lot of more having to kind of guard my energy in a way where like, I couldn't feel I could express myself in the way I can with other people because they're newer kind of thing. And I'm more like introverted and stuff. 
But I got home and it was really cold that day too. So it was like a combination of the cold and then new people as well too. And I just felt so drained. I fell asleep into like the craziest deep sleep ever. And I had a dream of my father-in-law and I was at that birthday party and I opened this door. It was kind of like an older community center, opened this like rickety door and it's my father-in-law. And I looked at him shocked, right? And I'm like, you're here. And he's like, well, of course I'm here. And it was just like this normal thing. And I just hugged him and like wow. I could smell him like he said yeah. like you could smell your grandmother like he had yep. a certain smell like a little bit of cigarette smoke leather like a little bit of wood because he worked with wood and I just started crying and I was just holding him and then I woke up crying like it was just oh, so amazing. intense and but that's like I had my body almost needed to get to this really tired like drained state it was interesting like that yeah. spot but it was just a very, very deep sleep where I was able to be a little bit more open somehow. But yeah, it's one of those things where I've only had a handful of dreams of people that have passed away yeah. uh, and they're always so intense and so vivid and just, it's them like a hundred percent. And that's how you can know the difference, you know, if it feels real and if it feels positive, if it's anything else, again, that's your brain just trying to figure things out and deal with the grief and all those different things that come with it. So for sure. Another thing I want to also it add to that is keep a pad of paper and a pen next to your bed or yes. your phone. Yes, you know, I'm very old. Yeah. School. I technology yeah. Well, it's good. Cause then you can just roll over and grab it. And it just just kind of of awesome. But it might be a little more, especially if it's in the middle of the night and it might be more legible to speak it into your phone, but start recording. Cause when you wake up and you have, you know, from a dream, even if it's not a lucid dream, and even if it's not, you know, a visitation dream or anything, if you just start the practice of doing that with whatever it is you remember, yeah. then you're training your brain to start remembering them. So that's a, I mean, I think that's a huge piece to this puzzle and helping kind of build it. All this stuff, you know, the, the work that Shayla and I do and everything, it didn't, you know, some of it naturally comes to us, but it's stuff we've had to work on. It's, it's, it mm -hmm. is like going to the gym. You have to, you have to put your intention out there and you have to build it up over time and strengthen it. And then the, the other thing I wanted to touch on too is, you know, so I had a, I, actually last night I had a dream that I would put in the category of maybe a scary dream, which I do not have those very often. And I just felt the need to kind of throw this disclaimer out there again. And this is just my truth. I don't believe that spirit or anything out there is going to harm us or or I don't believe that's, I think that's a lot of Hollywood and stuff that we've seen on TV. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't believe any, personally, I don't believe in evil spirits and all this stuff. Some of you do, and that's fine. And I, you know, but maybe again, this is just my truth. So if you do start doing this and you do have a scary dream, you know, just take a step back from it and, you know, try to figure mm -hmm. out what was the fear associated in that? What, what could it possibly be that your brain's trying to work out? Because it is always especially if it is spirit talking, it's going to come through metaphorically. It's not going to be something solid as, oh, it was just, you know, the brown dog. No, there's, if it's metaphoric, it could be a much greater message than that. And they're going to try to get through the most information they can in a moment. So if that is to be in a space of fear, maybe, or, or if it is a scary dream, maybe it is something that they're wanting to you to address that's maybe blocking you or holding you back in your life, some kind of fear or worry or something that's, that's keeping you from getting like, you know, to your next greatest level. So I just, I just felt the need to kind of throw that disclaimer. Yeah. That's, I think a good thing to mention. Yeah. That's a really good perspective to take it as well, because I think that's something I've had to learn too, is that it's not always straightforward it takes practice to kind of feel into things and that fear aspect could very well be something that is happening in your life or creating that feeling in your daytime right. life, whether it's severe anxiety for something, or it could be financial or relationship or something like that. So really one of the big lessons is just to have that inquisitiveness and that awareness and to question exactly. things, I think is like a huge thing. Always. Yeah. I always ask myself, even in my mediumship readings, why would they be showing you this? You know, there's this one moment for this information to come through. You know, they're not just going to show me pizza for no reason, just because they want yeah. to. <laughs> there's yeah. something, again, this goes back to like, spirit is very intelligent. You know, they know yeah. what they're doing. 
you know, and they know yeah. how, how precious these moments are. So I love that you said that always question, 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 question. Why would I, why would I be experiencing this? Why did I see that? Why do I feel that? Yeah. And then paying attention to, because sometimes, you know, we talk about signs, like you might get a visual in your dream and then it might start popping up in your everyday life too. And that can be, yep. you know, I'm from spirit or a loved one as well. And everyone's going to have different meanings towards different things. And it's funny because some things that are like, you know, you would say like a pizza or like something simple. You're like, okay, this is interesting. I remember this one time I was like, I keep seeing your dad giving you this like huge box of lemons. <laughs> I was like, that's so <laughs> weird. I almost didn't even want to say it. Cause I was like, that's weird. <laughs> it's random, mm-hmm. but I guess they would always like, she loved lemons and he would always bring her lemons and she would just eat them. Yep. Like just straight out kind of thing, right? So that was like, okay, like they always have something to say and they'll pick the things that are important that to us aren't, but to another person would be like so meaningful. And I think that's like, yeah, also in our dreams too, there's different signals that they'll give or something that might not be yet significant to you could eventually become significant from that dream that they're bringing through different messages for, if that makes sense. Right. So, And if you don't remember your dreams, that doesn't mean that that work isn't being done. You know, mm-hmm. don't worry that, oh my God, I think I forgot it or I didn't remember every little piece. It's okay because I believe that the healing and the work that is done in dreams, like I said, it kind of heals us at a deeper level because yeah. we need to kind of have this like subconscious experience. And so the healing and the work is being done, you know, whether we remember it or not, isn't going to change the outcome of anything or change or, or slow down any kind of progression that we're going to, if you're kind of, if you're wanting to kind of have more of these healing moments in your dreams, you know, don't get caught up in that either. Just, you just have to have faith that again, you put the intention out there, it's going to work. Yeah, I love that. And if there's any dreams that you want to share with us as well, you'll see an email address that you can send us a voice memo because it's always so interesting to hear people's experiences and their own personal dreams and all of that stuff. So we're totally open to that. So if you have something to share, yeah, use that email because we'll share it one day on the podcast in a different episode. Yes, we would love it. Well, we appreciate (laughs) everybody listening today. And we look forward to catching you guys on our next podcast. Hey, Soli listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify. And this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth. Send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media linked below as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just want to share your story, you can do that below. 